Good morning, everybody. I'm Eureka John, and you're at Eureka Street Crypto, broadcasting from Leander, Texas. It is 7.01 in the morning on a Sunday, and the last time I got on the show was last Sunday, and the time before that, I think it was mm, Saturday or Sunday or something like that, so it <laughs> looks like it's turning into a once-a-week type of thing. Um, I'm just playing everything by ear, just like I do a lot of things in life, you know? Um, anyway, this is my morning... Uh, I guess uh, video blog and it's my brain dump where I talk about things that I learn, articles I read, podcasts I listen to. Uh, this is my uh, sandbox to be able to try out different things that I learn in audiovisual technology. And this is my message in a bottle to the other people in Web3, to people who are interested in crypto, to people um, who just want to see what I'm up to. So yeah, what's up? And um, so anyway, I normally start the show off by going to CoinGecko and looking at price. And I just don't really want to. I don't I don't care about the price anymore. I know right now everything's low and uh, apparently Mt. Gox is releasing maybe it's today or tomorrow, like in the next couple of days, like a ton of, of Bitcoin onto the market. It was like 150,000 Bitcoin. I don't know, a lot of Bitcoin. And uh, it'll probably affect the price or whatever. And everybody's going to have a total conniption fit and crisis all over crypto Twitter. Um, I said last week that I don't even like to, to, to say the word crypto anymore because it's just got such negative scammy connotations. Um, kind of like the whole, you know... <laughs> You always know it, I, I was if somebody's into veganism or CrossFit or crypto, basically, in the first five minutes you meet them because they won't shut up about it, you know? So uh, I don't want to be one of those guys. And in real life, I don't re even really talk about it that much. Um, but uh, this is kind of my time to, to really talk about it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's not to me about crypto. It's not about like speculation and, and you know, making money off of arbitraging the price differences, the ups and downs and stuff like that. Um, you know, buying myself a Lambo or, you know, I don't know. I, I'm into it for, I hate to say the word politics, but uh, for the revolutionary aspect of it, for the technology that is really being unearthed and, it's amazing what is happening, especially with the the governments of our world. And I mean, I hate to say the governments of our world because nation states are, are kind of a, a fictitious idea. And yes, we have you know definite concrete nations like you know Mexico and the United States and France and Korea and all that. But the whole idea of nation states being sovereign and independent from one another without the control of some central entity like a central bank, that's more of a fictitious idea because we do have world controllers out there who don't care about nation state. And are they wanting to bring in central bank digital currencies to all of us in order for our lives to be programmed? You know, every single thing we do and buy, you know, the <laughs> and... <laughs> we have to find some kind of alternative system to this. And we are, you know, and that's what Bitcoin is technically supposed to be about. Once you really start to see what crypto and Bitcoin and DeFi and all this stuff is about, then you can't unsee it. 
you know, and the speculation and all that, that, you know, fun little when Lambo stuff, when moon stuff just starts to go out the window and you don't care about price as much anymore. You want to, to advance all this stuff to, to form an alternate economy, economy to this CBDC central bank digital currency that will be run on smart contracts and controlling every single aspect of your life, you know? So, yeah. So anyway, there are some, um, organizations doing this and uh one that has really popped out in my head lately and um you know i've seen a lot of people all through the bankless dow talking about it i've seen a lot of people in crypto twitter and in the web3 space talking about it is it, it's it's called cult dow and i've edited a podcast for crypto sapiens where they interviewed one of the members of cult dow he was completely anonymous and so anonymous that he didn't even use his his correct voice he had a voice modulator on there um a, a vocoder yeah that's what you call it and um he was a member of cult dow well cult dow is creating one of those alternate economies that can survive outside of the CBDC. And um, I guess today, you know, uh, it's Sunday, right? I'll be preaching. <laughs> so I, I'm going to read, um, I, I don't know if I'm going to read the, so there's the Cult DAO, which is an independent protocol that funds people and projects that are working towards creating an alternate uh, economy like this. And then the and the, that's more of a, a protocol, um, you know, fu funding organizations, funding large projects. And then you have the Revolt uh, token here. So and it's it's a, it's a part of Cult DAO, and the Revolt to Earn funds the individuals, you know, the people that are in this and need to sustain themselves. So you know, what if they get censored by? by the main establishment and suddenly you know under the cbdc cbdc system their stream of income from the government their ubi or whatever you know gets cut off and they have no access to food to you know to transportation to anything you know because the cbdc and their money income has been cut off so revolt is a way to do that on an individual level and colt is a way to do that on the um, more project and protocol and systemic level. Uh, that's what I'm gathering here. So if you know any members of the Colt DAO or whatever um, see this, you know, I'm doing my best to try to understand this. So interpret my video as that way. I'm not trying to say this is what the Colt DAO is and this is what Revolt is. I This is me reading the material off of your website. So if anything, take me looking through and thumbing through all this stuff and trying to understand it as kind of feedback as as to maybe how you can communicate yourself because i'm i'm kind of from the outside looking in i do not represent colt dow or revolt or anything like that but i'm super curious and i love the idea of everything that's going on here and you know i'm i'm learning as i go along so anyway <clears throat> yeah so here's let's go to the home page of colt dow and let's see here it's a pretty cool website you know uh, you know, so Colt Dow, investing in the revolution and the purpose of Colt. And whenever you see something in four capital letters like that, it's usually the name of the ticker symbol for the token. So the purpose of the Colt is to empower and fund those building and contributing towards our decentralized future. Our society is built to make it as difficult as possible to break away from societal, economic, and other norms. And uh, the, the cool thing about this website is when you click, it kind of, instead of scrolling up, uh, if I can get the website to even respond, 
But uh, yeah, you go further in, like that, in the building, down the rabbit hole, or whatever. So it's a fight against centralization. Yeah, and uh, it as humans, we constantly have this pendulum swinging right and left, centralization, decentralization. You know, so say the cult Dow says we give funding to those who are ready to break the chains and have an idea that can change the world. All right, go further. Let's see. And let's see what, where this website takes us again. All right, the cult token brings forth this change. Once staked into the DAO, users can vote with Decult, which is the name of the staked cult. So you got to be a little familiar with proof of stake systems here. Um, and then it redistributes it. So it's it's all a protocol. It's automated protocol. Nobody owns it. It's a mechanism. So any type of um, systemic or centralized entity wanting to bring this down can't because it's a, it's, it's a decentralized protocol and nobody owns it. Satoshi Nakamoto made one of the smartest decisions as to stay anonymous, you know, and yeah, a lot of these crypto projects, they have these figureheads like Vitalik Buterin even of Ethereum, you know, Sergey Nazarov of Chainlink, you know, you have Charles Hoskinson's of Cardano, you have Richard Hart of Hex, and that's one of the greatest mistakes ever is having these figureheads because then that's somebody, if they truly wanted to be revolutionary, that they could take down. Uh, although a lot of people argue that Vitalik Buterin is not the figurehead of Ethereum um, and that Ethereum runs on its own. I don't know. But um, so when investee protocols tokens having decal allows users to stake it. And then there's a little video here that kind of shows the steps. Um, so users transact Colt and point four is collected on every transaction. And then it goes to Dow Treasury collects fees. And then it continues on. This is 59 seconds. It kind of shows you the flow chart of what's going on. Top 50 decal owners can submit protocols for investment with investee wallet addresses included in submission. All right. So anyway, I, I want to get to like the, the why this is going on first before we start getting in the particulars of what's going on with a cult DAO. Um, and there's two manifestos here. There's the revolt manifesto and then there's the cult DAO manifesto. But before even that... I would like to talk about this. And this is a declaration of independence of cyberspace. All right. So a lot of this is what the Colt Dow, what I'm gathering is basing itself on. So this was written by, um, you know, it's on the Colt Dow medium and it's written by Mr. O modulus again, anonymous, right? And, uh, uh, Crypto Sapiens did an episode where they interviewed Astorius, and that's a, you know that's the the Colt Dow member who used the voice modulator, and uh, you know it's it's a really good interview. It kind of helps you understand a lot of what's going on as well. So I, I would recommend you, I'll, I'll put a link in the video description. So anyway, I'll read this real quick: a declaration of of independence of cyberspace. A reminder for the many. And this was originally written by John Perry Barlow, written in Davos, Switzerland. Davos is, you know, a, a hub of where the World Economic Forum and all those global leaders meet together once a year to divide up the world and talk about how they're going to, you know, ensla enslave everybody, basically. <laughs> so, oh, man. Anyway, so, yeah, this was written in February 8th, 1996. So it tells you how long a lot of this stuff has been going on. It's been going on a lot longer before that, but you know, anyway, so forward. This is a forward by Mr. Omodulus here before we get to the actual meat of the material written by John Perry Barlow. 
Anyway, so uh, Mr. Modulus says, you would think from reading that bl the below that it was created yesterday. However, this battle has been fought for generations, each generation more oppressed than the next. It is only upon the collapse of the global financial system in 2008 that opportunity was born for the young to escape and escape we have. I am no longer considering myself operating within the old financial system. Yes, I have a bank account at present, bills, mortgage, but fiat is a hindrance to me. And fiat, um, this is me, is uh, uh, talking. Fiat is the money that is is dollars. It, it's it's uh, printed by a government without anything backing it. That is a fiat currency. Right now, dollar is not backed by gold. Dollar is not backed by work. Dollar is not backed by anything. All right, and neither is the euro. You know, neither is the pound. It's not backed by anything. It's just printed willy-nilly by the government, all right? So anyway, so yeah, he says, but fiat is a hindrance to me. I will only ever use it as a last resort and reject suppliers for my business if they ask for it. We, have, we the young, have created our own economic system. The old do not understand why a board Ape Yacht Club NFT is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. It is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars because we say it's worth hundreds of thousands. Our economic model is built by us. Yes, we often screw it all up. Most of us are degenerates and the others are retarded. <laughs> but even we wouldn't want we but even we wouldn't have burnt the only planet we inhabit alive just for our own selfish desires. Imagine if the generation above us had spent their money on the quest for eternal or extended life rather than being so lazy as to just pull oil out of the ground and burn it to produce power through electricity. And now here we are, our world and theirs, one is dying and whilst ours is thriving. But now you want to burn our economy to the ground as if collapsing your own and birthing the seeds of your demise was not enough. You now wish to keep us locked into your dying system. You call us money launderers for buying NFTs whilst your banks set aside budget to pay their own money laundering fines knowing they will be caught. You call us criminals whilst being funded and lobbied by weapons manufacturers committing genocide and bombing children. God is dead, the media is dead, and your world is dying. This is why on the fifth of the month, I wanted to remind us all that the battle is not new. It is only now that we have the means to fight it. The old world is tied together by greed, and this is why, as our new economy, economy battles the old, we only need to win 51%, and then the old system supporters will abandon them. All right, anyway, so this that was the forward by Omodulus, and uh, here is the Declaration of Independence of Cyberspace, written by John Perry Barlow in 1996. Okay, so a Declaration of the Independence of Cyberspace. Governments of the industrial world, you weary giants of flesh and steel, I come from cyberspace, the new home of mind. On behalf of the future, I ask you of the past to leave us alone. You are not welcome among us. You have no sovereignty where we gather. We have no elected government, nor are we likely to have one. So I address you with no greater authority than that which liberty itself always speaks. I declare the global social space we are building to be naturally independent of the tyrannies you seek to impose on us. You have no, no moral right to rule us, nor do you possess any methods of enforcement we have true reason to fear. Governments derive their just powers from the consent of the governed. You have neither solicited nor received ours. We did not invite you. You do not know us, nor do you know our world. Cyberspace does not lie within your borders. Do not think you can build it as though it were a public construction project. You cannot. 
It is an act of nature and it grows itself through our collective actions. You have not engaged in our great and gathering conversation, nor did you create the wealth of our marketplaces. You do not know our culture, our ethics, or the unwritten codes that already provide our society more order than could be obtained by any of your impositions. You claim there are problems among us that you need to solve. You use this claim as an excuse to invade our precincts. Many of these problems don't exist. Where there are real conflicts, where there are wrongs, we will identify them and address them by our means. We are forming our own social contract. This governance will arise according to the conditions of our world, not yours. Our world is different. Cyberspace consists of transactions, relationship, relationships, and thought itself arrayed like a standing wave in our web of communications. Ours is a world that is both everywhere and nowhere, but it is not where bodies live. We are creating a world that may enter without privilege or prejudice accorded by race, economic power, military force, or the station of birth. We're creating a world where anyone, anywhere may express his or her beliefs, no matter how singular, without fear of being coerced into silence or conformity. Your legal concepts of property, expression, identity, movement, and context do not apply to us. They are all based on matter, and there is no matter here. Our identities have no bodies, so unlike you, we cannot obtain order by physical coercion. We believe that from ethics, enlightened self-interest, and the common weal, our government will emerge. Our identities may be distributed across many of your jurisdictions. The only law that all our constituent cultures would generally re recognize is the golden rule. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. We hope we will be able to build our particular solutions on that basis, but we cannot accept the solutions you are attempting to oppose. In the United States, you have created a law, the Telecommunications Reform Act, which repudiates your own constitution and insults the dreams of Jefferson, Washington, Mill, Madison, de Tocqueville, and Brandeis. These dreams must now be born anew in us. You are terrified of your own children since they are natives in a world where you will always be immigrants because you fear them. You entrust your bureaucracies with the parental responsibilities you are too cowardly to confront yourselves. In our world, all the sentiments and expressions of humanity from the debasing to the angelic are the parts of a seamless whole, the global conversation of bits. We cannot separate the air that chokes from the air upon which wings beat. Interesting. In Germany, we cannot separate the air that chokes from the air upon which wings beat. Huh, that's, that's, that's really poetic. In China, Germany, France, Russia, Singapore, Italy, and the United States, you are trying to ward off the virus of liberty by erecting guard posts at the frontiers of cyberspace. These may keep out the contagion for a small time, but they will not work in a world that will soon be blanketed in a bit-bearing media. Your increasingly obsolete information industries would perpetuate themselves by proposing laws in America and elsewhere that claim to own speech itself throughout the world. These laws would declare ideas to be another industrial product, no more than no more noble than pig iron. In our world, whatever the human mind may create can be reproduced and, and distributed infinitely at no cost. The global conveyance of a thought no longer requires your factories to accomplish. These increasingly hostile and colonial measures place us in the same position as those previous lovers of freedom and self-determination who had to reject the authorities of a distant, uninformed powers. We must declare our virtual selves immune to your sovereignty, even as we continue to consent to your rule over our bodies. We will spread ourselves across the planet so that no one can arrest our thoughts. We will create a civilization of the mind in cyberspace. May it be more humane and fair to the world than your governments have made before. And yeah, this was written in 1996, right around the time when Joe Biden was uh, trying to impose the clipper chip into everybody's computers. Um, yeah, and 
yeah, they were trying to own all telecommunications at that point. Um, it's just, yeah. You know, did you know that encryption used to be a mil military grade technology? It was considered, you know, a, a weapon. And uh, when it, and what, we've been through this fight before, you know, and they fought hard tooth and nail to make encryption avail available to everybody for privacy, you know, because privacy is a human right. And now they're trying to take that away by banning tornado cash and saying, well, terrorists are using, you know, in, 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 mixers. You know, tornado cash is a mixer to be able to mix uh, transactions and, and where transactions come and go. So you can't trace it, you know, because because only money launderers would want any of that sort of privacy. But what they don't get is that crypto is public and it's on the blockchain and everybody can see your transactions. So if any if you send money to anybody, they see where that money comes from, from the public address. All they got to do is go to Etherscan and they can see every damn transaction you've ever done. So why wouldn't you want privacy for that? And that's what a lot of these lawmakers and people who don't understand crypto don't get. They think only a money launderer would want to make their transactions private. And that's not the case. And that's, you just gotta, people don't take the time to understand crypto and they just hear the word crypto and they just immediately think scammers and, and you know, negative thoughts and they don't try to understand why we're using it but uh yeah that's why somebody would want privacy you know and anyway so that's that's kind of the thought the thought behind colt dow the declaration of independence of cyberspace and as we are going into this central bank digital currency you know we're we're our our rights you know, yes, our physical rights have always been threatened, you know, but our rights in this in the cyber world as well, our, our, our rights to ideas, you know, we're being locked up in this matrix like type of scenario, you know, and especially if we have the central bank and digital currencies ruling and regulating over our lives and limiting us digitally. So, you know, here we have revolt, right? And I'm going to read this manifesto. I'm 22 minutes in, um, so it might be a little longer of an episode, but uh, I, I want to read this. I'm not going to read the Colt Dow manifesto. I want to re read this revolt earn one. So here's the forward. The power they took from the people will return to the people. Okay, so here's a quote here, and this is a quote by Charlie Chaplin, and I probably shouldn't have told you that because afterwards you're just like, whoa, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it rings true, you know, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, but I don't want to be an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone. If possible, Jew, Gentile, black man, white, we all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone. And the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful, but we've lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls, has barricaded the world with hate, has goose-stepped us into misery and bloodshed. We've developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. Our knowledge has made us cynical. Our cleverness, hard and unkind. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life will be violent and all will be lost. The airplane and the radio have brought us together. The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness of men, cries out for a universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. Even now, my voice is reaching millions throughout the world, millions of despairing men, women, and little children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. 
To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but passing is but the passing of greed. The bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress, the hate of men will pass and dictators die and the power they took from the people will, retu- will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourself to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourself to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate. Only the unloved hate, the unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery. Fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of Luke, it is written, The kingdom of God is within man. Not one man nor a group of men, but in all of men, in you. You, the people, have power. The power to create machines, the power to create happiness. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Then, in the name of democracy, let's use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world, a decent world that will give men a chance to work, that will give youth a future in an old age and a security. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise and they never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world, to do away with national barriers, to do away with greed, with hate, with intolerance. Let us fight for a world of reason, a world where science and progress will lead to all men's happiness. Soldiers, in the name of democracy, let us all unite. Okay, so now that is a quote and um, uh, from Charlie Chaplin's The Great Dictator. And um, that is the, the, the foreword to the Revolt Manifesto here. So here we are, the Revolt Manifesto. Introduction to the Revolution. I enjoy using these quotes, especially from certain individuals and from certain points in history. They serve to remind me of how the road to hell is paved with good intentions. The monologue above is from Charlie Chaplin's The Great Dictator. It is as true now as it was then. The exact same problems with greed, politics, fascism, communism have continued to goose step us into misery and bloodshed. We have right now a war in Europe. The country with the largest landmass on European continent has invaded the country with the second largest landmass on the continent, bringing about the most major conflict since the Second World War, and yet nobody really cares anymore, do they? If you told yourself last year that there would be a large-scale conflict in, in Europe against Russia, you wouldn't have thought it possible. Now, can you imagine your reaction if you were told that not only would the above happen, but after less than three months, you would care more about a celebrity defamation trial than the proxy war raging between the two world's largest nuclear superpowers on the streets of Europe? Yep. So far, the the far left cry, you never cared about Syria, or this is what the Palestinians deal with every day. The far right scream, Ukraine is the aggressor. Look what happened when Russia tried to put missiles in Cuba's in, in, in the U.S.'s backyard in Cuba. So what solutions are we offered as the people? How do the political classes soothe our worries? Well, by printing more money, of course, building more weapons, more bombs, more ways for us to blow each other to smithereens, more money to those who own the means to profit from these crises. <gasps> Did he say own the means to profit from these crises? That sounds like own the means of production. He's a damn communist. (gasps) Did he say weapons in a negative context acts as if they are bad? He's a damn anti-Second Amendment liberal. (laughs) Actually, 
and, and this is the manifesto's speaker read, uh, speaking here. Actually, I live in a country without guns, and I would be very much in favor for the people being as well armed from our police officers as our police officers and military. So maybe he's writing from from the UK. I don't know. Excuse me. He must be a right wing gun nut. He must want school shootings every day of the week. And then he sighs in revolutionary speak. <laughs> Did you see how quickly people can forget about the original topic? Yes, the above is just an example, and maybe it's because I'm writing, but I had to reference back to what I was talking about before it became political, because I'd completely lost my train of thought and context. Context. This is politics. Politics is just arguing about solutions to problems, while the problems themselves deteriorate until the next problem distracts you from the previous situation, which may or may not eventually solve itself, while the governments argue ideologically to solutions which need to be solved practically. <laughs> and here's a quote. War is a racket. It always has been. It is possibly the oldest, easily most profitable, profitable surely the most vicious. It is the only one international in scope. Yeah. And, and this is me talking now. War is a racket. You know, we, we sold you know, these politicians. They're hired by, by you know, world leaders, you know, by world organizations to, to, to fight, to fight each other. And we have this, this central bank system, this banking system that rules our entire world. And it has for a few hundred years. And they get these countries to fight each other. Whenever a nation gets too prosperous, they have to reset. They have to reset their economy. And they do, and they fight, and they destroy each other, and they reset that economy until another new nation grows big and powerful. Then they have to reset that economy. And, you know, wars have become, uh, people, people are, 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 you know, starting to, 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 to catch on, you know, to, to this whole war mechanism. So they don't like the wars, you know. So now they're bringing in something like a virus, you know, to, to, to reset economies. And it's more of a soft war, but it's the same. It's the exact same type of technique that the world powers and central bank organizers are doing. Anyway, so I'm going to go back to this manifesto. Debt is money. Money is debt. When you bomb a country, destroy all of its critical infrastructure and have to rebuild it from the ground up, who do you think is paid for that privilege? It certainly won't be Ukrainian companies that build Ukraine. It will be the Ukrainian people for sure. But the corporations who are contracting them are the ones who will be rich from the many's misery. As one war ended in Afghanistan, another began in Ukraine. I couldn't even tell you who's fighting in Syria. No news outlet even covers that one anymore. Who remembers Al-Qaeda, the masterminded cave-dwelling terrorist organization responsible for 9-11? Remember when every terrorist, in quotes, was linked to Al-Qaeda? Well, it turns out Al-Qaeda was never a terrorist organization at all. It was, in fact, the name of a database located in a computer and dedicated to the communications of the Islamic Conference's Secretariat of the French Rapid Action Force. <laughs> It's crazy. All of the above and below isn't a conspiracy. It used to be, of course, until it was declassified. Almost every aspect of the leaders of our world are disgusting and abhorrent, but we the people do nothing about it. And arguably, we're not told about it. For example, the disposition matrix, informally known as a kill list, is a database of information for tracking, capturing, rendering, or killing suspected enemies of the United States developed by the Obama administration beginning, beginning in 2010. It goes beyond existing kill lists and is intended to become a permanent fixture of U.S. policy. Pardon? All it takes is just a Google, and you will see it is official policy. You can be executed with no trial, no court hearing, and no warning at any time if you are deemed a terrorist. 
And at any time, any place, you can be deemed a terrorist without any trial, court hearing, or warning. If they decide to kill you, it won't be reported on. Only those who care for you would know. And we as a society allow this. This is barbaric, abhorrent, inhuman, and sickening. But nobody cares. Nobody cares. We accept that this is life. We cannot possibly, we cannot possibly do better than this. Our political and corporate elite kill us like ants under a magnifying glass, cause thousands of deaths, pitting humans against humans for resources and poisoning our water, burning our planet and making the world uninhabitable. And we allow it because all we care for is short-term gratification. Why? Because it is human nature, not because we are destined to tear each other apart, but because we have been trained to be angry and then distracted, angry and then distracted, and over and over again until our whole sense of self is anger without direction until the point of distraction. And so we take it at every second we can get, every Instagram like, every tweet, every compliment to our bitterly damaged sense of selves. So we attack, attack each other. We feed on each other's misery because we're unhappy in ourselves. We have so much to be angry about because we know we look the other way. We all know our way of life is only possible because someone else is suffering for it. We have been reduced to accepting that our existence must be a consequence of another human being's misery lower down the ladder. It doesn't have to be this way. There are other solutions and ways of life outside of the monetary system. That system has failed. We cannot perpetually grow without destroying the planet and causing endless human suffering as we automate jobs and redistribute workers into lower paid service roles. An economic system is by definition supposed to function to increase capital efficiency. Yet we are tricked into believing that our current system serves this when corporations produce goods so that they purposely break after a few months in order to produce a new model and restart the sales cycle. The system has to end for us to implement a new system. The current elites know that the old financial system is on its last legs and crumbling. They are already aware that a systemic collapse is underway. The Great Reset is just this. The Great Reset is our new society as carved out for us by those who ruined our previous society. This is why it is time for revolution. If we allow those who run the monetary system to reset the world, this reset will have the same exact inequities that plague us now. Wealth, power, and democracy are controlled by an upper echelon of society, and we are allowing them to dictate what comes next. Because unfortunately, the collapse has already begun. There is another way. The monetary system serves to make us strive all sense of oneself from an attachment to a fugazi to paper bills backed by nothing but a shared benefit. It is valuable. Oh, sorry. By a fugazi to paper bills backed by nothing but a belief that it is valuable. Basically fiat currency, right? The US dollar is the UST algorithmic stable coin, the tether algorithmic stable coin. The tether is just basically... Um, unbacked basically it printed a, a cryptocurrency that's equal to one dollar all right so the u.s dollar so anyway so the monetary system serves to make us strive all sense of oneself from an attachment to a fugazi to paper bills backed by nothing but a shared belief that it is valuable the u.s dollar is the ust algorithmic stable coin it is just dying at a far slower rate we are controlled by those that control our money. If we allow society to implement central bank digital currencies, then we have lost a huge battle. It allows banks to banks an effective kill list to one's life. So that kill list we talked about uh, up above, you know, that Obama put into action in 20, 2010, that's what central bank digital currencies will do. It will give them a kill switch to every aspect of our lives. 
In times of survival, humans always come together. Things will get much worse before they get better if we are successful. The internet, energy, heating, power, all of these things will be sporadic whilst a revolution takes place and a new society is formed. However, everyday comforts is no longer solace for our future and our children's future. There is not much good in a revolution without a plan for after the current system breaks down and after the battle is won. Of course, I'm not a leader nor God. My way is not necessarily the right way and mistakes will be made. I have said from the beginning, I am a nobody. I'm not important. The efforts to unmask my identity, even if successful, would be underwhelming. I'm just some guy of no consequence tapping at a keyboard and I'm replaceable. I am Ryoshi. And me, I'm just some dude, some 46-year-old man living in Leander, you know, just kind of hanging out you know so i'm there's nothing special about me on but i'm reading some words that were written by somebody else who isn't special but if all of us that who are not special start to believe these words about ourselves then some change can actually happen anyway so one such system which works on the same principles stated above of humans banding together to survive is a resource-based economy an example of this is described below from the venus project okay so here's a quotes Regardless of political philosophy, religious beliefs, or social commons, all socioeconomic systems ultimately depend upon natural resources, such as clean air and water, arable land, and the necessary technology and personnel to maintain a high standard of living. Modern society has access to highly advanced technologies and can make available food, clothing, housing, medical care, a relevant educational system, and develop a limitless supply of renewable, non-contaminating energy such as geothermal, solar, wind, and tidal. It is now possible to have everyone on earth enjoy a very high standard of living with all of the amenities that a prosperous civilization can provide. This can be accomplished through the intelligent and humane application of science and technology. Individuals and interest groups are governed by laws that demand maximum profit where possible. These laws are inherent in the monetary system prevalent in most countries today. The basic principles of capital markets demand exponential growth at all costs, causing the financial cataclysm such as the 1929's Great Depression in the United States and more recent, the financial crisis of 2007-2008. We are separated by borders and beliefs which make it impossible for us to arrive at relevant solutions while being divided ideologically. Most of our problems today are technical, but we are still looking for solutions through political means. We need to accept that eliminating these global threats requires the employment of methodologies rather than personal opinions. And we cannot separate our pro we cannot, okay, and then here's another quote. We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them by Albert Einstein. The time for inaction is over. Revolt to earn is here for two reasons. Okay, so here's the revolt subsection that helps to fund individuals who are, is supporting all this within the cult DAO, all right? So firstly, to support the many we have so selflessly dedicated who, so, so firstly, to support the many who have so selflessly dedicated their time to cult, and secondly, to fund revolutionaries on an individual level, while cult, cult provides the funding for mechanisms on a larger scale to build towards our future beyond the revolution, it is important to note that the model below can be used post-revolution as a people's assembly, a constantly changing and thus power-sharing model of providing funding to individuals to follow their dreams. Are you an artist, a performer, a mental health counselor who wants to support those most in need of support? Then request the funding from the many. The revolt can be an effective decentralized payroll and accounts protocol. If the 500 cult manders at that point accept your proposal and evidence of need or action, then that is all that is needed. After and even during revolt to earn, if you want to help people who are being left behind by the current system, then you can. No paperwork, no red tape, just 500 people 
agreeing or disagreeing that you should you, sh you should receive what you've requested. What the system below can be utilized for post-revelation is astronomical in scale, a completely decentralized way of supporting a local, national, or international network of people. You only need scale up, and this system could replace a national health service, run a local town, help build a new town or city following the cult manifesto. A cult nation-state modeled on the beautiful community we have built so far, but in real physical dwellings. The economy below can be repeated and scaled 10 or 100 times over. As exciting as this is, as peacefully and morally satisfying this, the, the future could be, first, you've got to get mad. I don't, and then in quotes here, I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the streets. And there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do. And there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. And while we sit watching our TVs, while some local newspaper tells us today, we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radials, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. You've got to get mad. You've got to say, I am a human being, and God damn it, my life has value. So I want you to get up now. I want you all to get up, get out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it and stick your head out and yell, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. And that was from 1976, Peter Finch in the movie Network. And that was 1976. And here we are still under lockdown in COVID, locked in our homes, you know, going into the metaverse, right? So and then anyway, it goes down on down here and it maps out this token economy for, for the revolt to earn and the various um, levels of Ethereum that you can get from this. Um, some of my questions about all this is why is it based on Ethereum? Um, you know, Ethereum, there's, to me, is a little problematic with a lot of the infrastructure depending on Amazon Web Services and centralized entities. Um, and there are some more privacy-oriented coins out there like Monero and stuff like that. So I don't know, you know, and the Revolt token is, I believe, an ERC-20 token. The Colt token is also an ERC-20 token. So I do have some questions about all, like, the technical aspects of this. But I love what they're doing. They're trying to create this alternate economy to, to, to give us a choice other than what is trying to be imposed on us through this social graph and this social credit system, you know, through, a, through the mechanism of the central bank digital currency. So anyway, yeah, so it goes through the economic flow and, um, you know, I'm not going to go into the technicalities here. I've read a lot of the, um, you know, the, I guess the ideological points of it, um, but, you know, go to ColtDAO, C-U-L-T-D-A-O dot I-O, and you can dig into a lot of this stuff. It's a really interesting concept and I'm really happy to see that people are creating an anonymous type of protocol and system that can't be shut down um so as far as i know um and um yeah i'm just uh yeah, this, 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 like I said at the very beginning, this type of stuff is why I got into crypto. That's why I'm into crypto. It's, 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 it's something being given to us by the people as the people that is anonymous 
And there's no way that any centralized authority can take down crypto because there's no one leader for crypto. It is literally the voice of the people if done right, you know? And so that's why I don't care about speculation and I don't care about price action and win Lambo, you know? I want to see all this succeed. I, I want people to be able to 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 change the paradigm and, and work against this major gravity right now that is is pulling us all into this CBDC system. I don't know. All right, anyway, I'm going to get on with my day, go work out, go skate, go spend time with my family. Don't forget to do that. Don't tie yourself too much up in all this type of stuff. I mean, it's it's amazing, you know, but if I sit around and I just do nothing but read about how terrible the world is all the time, then it starts to affect me emotionally and spiritually. So you can't do that. You have to get out and get some sun and, you know, exercise and eat healthy and hang out with friends and family and, you know, and not obsess and don't. And if you're just watching news all day, you know, turn that that crap off, man. You know, like that's not good for you or your soul. You know, it's literally meant to divide. Like the, I look on Twitter and all I see is like people arguing about student loans right now. You know, that's like a major controversial topic. It like went from abortions to student loans, you know, in like just like the flip of a switch. And it's all divisive, you know, and all that 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 money, that debt for the student loans, you know, that that's... <laughs> your tax dollars are not paying that all your tax dollars is paying for is is interest on the gov on the loans that the government takes out from the central banks your tax dollars are not paying for roads and infrastructures you know your tax dollars are paying interest on government loans anyway all right man um i will talk to you all later and uh you know yeah like i said go enjoy yourselves all right later Thank you for making it to the end of this program. If you actually like this content, give a thumbs up. And if you want to hear more, just hit the subscribe button. I'm available on YouTube, Odyssey, and BitChute, and on all the major podcasting platforms in audio version. Spotify specifically, if you would like to follow and leave a review, that would help a lot. I am also available on Twitter at EurekaJohn1. That's E-U-R-E-K-A John, J-O-H-N, and the number one. My DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. Thanks again.